Hello and welcome to episode 299 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. It is my pleasure to be with you this evening. My name is Terrence M. Stanton. We are recording on Monday, September the 12th, 2022, in the year of our Lord Jesus Christ, and we are continuing to check out the glories of Mary by the great saint and doctor of the church, Alphonsus Liguori. And since September, <coughs> excuse me, since September is a month dedicated to reflecting on the dolors of Our Lady, we've been looking through her seven dolors, and today we'll be covering the fourth. On the meeting of Mary with Jesus when he was going to death, St. Bernadine says that to form an idea of the greatness of Mary's grief in losing her Jesus by death, we must consider the love that this mother bore to her son. All mothers feel the sufferings of their children as their own. Hence, when the Canaanitish woman entreated our Savior to deliver her daughter from the devil that tormented her, she asked him rather to pity her, the mother, than her daughter. Have mercy on me, O Lord. Thou son of David, my daughter is grievously troubled by a devil. But what mother ever loved her son as Mary loved Jesus? She was, excuse me, he was her only son, reared amidst so many troubles, a most amiable son and tenderly loving his mother, a son who at the same time that he was her son was also her God, who had come on earth to enkindle in the hearts of all the fire of divine love as he himself declared, I am come to cast fire on the earth. And what will I but that it be kindled? Let us only imagine what a flame he must have been kindled in that pure heart of his holy mother, void as it was of every earthly affection. In fine, the Blessed Virgin herself told St. Bridget that love had rendered her heart and that of her son but one, that blending together of servant and mother of son and God, created in the heart of Mary a fire composed of a thousand flames. But the whole of this flame of love was afterwards, at the time of the passion, changed into a sea of grief. When St. Bernadine declares that if all the sorrows of the world are united, they would not equal that of the glorious Virgin Mary. Yes, because as Richard of St. Lawrence writes, the more tenderly this mother loved, so much the more deeply was she wounded. The greater was her love for him, the greater was her grief at the sight of his sufferings. And especially when she met her son already condemned to death and bearing his cross to the place of punishment. This is the fourth sort of sorrow which we have this day to consider. The Blessed Virgin revealed to St. Bridget that when the time of the Passion of Our Lord was approaching, her eyes were always filled with tears as she thought of her beloved son, whom she was about to lose on earth, and that the prospect of this approaching suffering caused her to be seized with fear and a cold sweat to cover her whole body. Behold, the appointed day at length came, and Jesus, in tears, went to take leave of his mother before going to death. St. Bonaventure, contemplating Mary on that night, says, Thou didst spend it without sleep, and whilst others slept, thou didst remain watching. In the morning, the disciples of Jesus Christ came to this afflicted mother, the one to bring her one account, the other another. But all were tidings of sorrow, verifying in her the prophecy of Jeremiah. Weeping, she hath wept in the night, and her tears are on her cheeks. There is none to comfort her of all them that were dear to her. Some then came to relate to her the cruel treatment of her son in the house of Caiaphas, and others the insults he had received from Herod. Finally, to come to our point, I admit all the rest, St. John came and announced to Mary that the most unjust Pilate 
had already condemned him to die on the cross. I say the most unjust Pilate, for, as St. Leo remarks, this unjust judge condemned him to death with the same lips with which he had declared him innocent. Ah, afflicted mother, said St. John, thy son is already condemned to death. He has already gone forth, bearing himself his cross. On his way to Calvary, as the saint afterwards related in his gospel, and bearing his own cross, he went forth to that place which is called Calvary. Come if thou desirest to see him, and bid him a last farewell in some street through which he must pass. Mary goes with St. John, and by the blood with which the way is sprinkled, she perceives that her son has already passed. This she revealed to St. Bridget. By the footsteps of my son, I knew where he had passed, for along the way the ground was marked with blood. St. Bonaventure represents the afflicted mother taking a shorter way and placing herself at the corner of a street to meet her afflicted son as he was passing by. The most sorrowful mother, says St. Bernard, met her most sorrowful son. While Mary was waiting in that place, how much must she have heard said by the Jews who soon recognized her against her beloved son and perhaps even words of mocking against herself? Alas, what a scene of sorrows then presented itself before her. The nails, the hammers, the cords, the fatal instruments of the death of her son, all of which were born before him. And what a sword must the sound of that trumpet have been to her heart, which proclaimed the sentence pronounced against her Jesus. But behold, the instruments, the trumpeter, and the executioners have already passed. She raised her eyes and saw a God, O oh God, a young man, covered with blood and wounds from head to foot, a wreath of thorns on his head, and two heavy beams on his shoulders. She looked at him and hardly recognized him, saying with Isaiah, and we have seen him, and there was no sightliness. Yes, for the wounds, the bruises, and the clotted blood gave him the appearance of a leper. We have thought him as it were a leper, so that he could no longer be known, and his look was as it were hidden and despised, whereupon we esteemed him not. But at length love revealed him to her, and as soon as she knew that it indeed was he, ah, what love, and fear must then have filled her heart. As St. Peter of Alcantara says in his meditations, on the one hand she desired to behold him, and on the other she dreaded so heartrending a sight. At length they looked at each other, the sun wiped from his eyes the clotted blood, which, as it was revealed to St. Bridget, prevented him from seeing, and looked at his mother, and the mother looked at her son, ah, looks of bitter grief, which, as so many arrows, pierced through and through those two beautiful and loving souls. When Margaret, the daughter of Sir Thomas More, met her father on his way to death, she could only exclaim, Oh, father, father, and fell fainting at his feet. Mary, at the sight of her son on his way to Calvary, did not faint, no, for it was not becoming, as Father Suarez remarks, that this mother should lose the use of her reason, nor did she die, for God reserved her for greater grief. But though she did not die, her sorrow was enough to have caused her a thousand deaths. The mother would have embraced him, as St. Ansem says. But the guards thrust her aside with insults and urged forward the suffering Lord. And Mary followed him. Ah, holy virgin, whither goest thou to Calvary? And canst thou trust thyself to behold him, who is thy life hanging on a cross? And thy life shall be as it were hanging before thee. Ah, stop, my mother, says St. Lawrence Justinian in the name of the Son. Where goest thou? Where wouldest thou come? If thou comest whither I go, thou wilt be tortured with my sufferings, and I with thine. 
But although the sight of her dying Jesus was to cost her such bitter sorrow, the loving Mary will not leave him. The son advanced and the mother followed, to be also crucified with her son, as the abbot William says. The mother also took up her cross and followed to be crucified with him. We even pity wild beasts, as St. John Chrysostom writes. And did we see a lioness following her cub to death, the sight would move us to compassion. And shall we not also be moved to compassion on seeing Mary follow her immaculate lamb to death? Let us then pity her, and let us also accompany her son and herself by bearing with patience the cross which our Lord imposes on us. St. John Chrysostom asks why Jesus Christ in his other sufferings was pleased to endure them alone, but in carrying his cross was assisted by the Cyrenian. He replies that it was that thou mayest understand that the cross of Christ is not sufficient without thine. Example. Our Savior one day appeared to Sister Diamira, a nun in Florence, and said, Think of me and love me, and I will think of thee and love thee. At the same time, he presented her with a bunch of flowers and a cross, signifying thereby that the consolations of the saints in this world are always to be accompanied by the cross. The cross unites souls to God. Blessed Jerome Emilian, when a soldier and loaded with sins, was shut up by his enemies in a tower. There, moved by his misfortunes and enlightened by God to change his life, he had recourse to the ever-blessed Virgin. And from that time, by the help of this divine mother, he began to lead the life of a saint. So much so that he merited once to see the very high place which God had prepared for him in heaven. He became the founder of the religious order of the Somashi, died as a saint, and has lately been canonized by the Holy Church. Prayer My sorrowful mother, by the merit of that grief which thou didst feel in seeing thy beloved Jesus led to death, obtain me the grace that I also may bear with patience the crosses which God sends me. Happy indeed shall I be, if I only know how to accompany thee with my cross until death. Thou with thy Jesus and you were both innocent, has carried a far heavier cross, and shall I, a sinner who have deserved hell, refuse to carry mine? Ah, Immaculate Virgin, from thee do I hope for help to bear all crosses with patience. Amen. So ends the reading for today. I return to that line, that thou mayest understand that the cross of Christ is not sufficient without thine. in reference to St. John Chrysostom talking about Simon of Cyrene helping Jesus to carry his cross. In other words, of course, Jesus, in a, a, a very concrete sense, Jesus' sacrifice is complete and all-sufficient, but we have work to do in this life. We have to carry our crosses. He's the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, as St. Paul says. He shows us what to do. He leads by example. In an era that is starving for leadership, seems like we have nothing but followers nowadays. Men acting like women. Men acting like scared little children, scared of dying from the flu. The world is sick. It needs to get healthy. And part of that sickness is this lack of true masculinity, this lack of genuine leadership. I'm speaking specifically, of course, to the men in the audience. Be a man, my friends. Carry your cross.
follow Jesus. He is our captain. It might seem like he's asleep right now, but he's asleep in the boat. He knows exactly what's going on. He's omnipotent. No one outfoxes him. No one outsmarts God. Not even Lucifer. Jesus is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He has a plan, but are you going to do your part? Am I going to do my part? Or are we going to sit around and complain and whine and act like terrified little kids? Men need to start acting like men again. Let us bring back masculinity, and there's nothing more masculine than taking up your cross and dying to yourself each and every day to look out for whomever it might be in your life, your wife, your kids, younger siblings, students, whomever. Stop complaining and start praying. 15 decades of the rosary every day. Let's do it. Let's go for it. The Lord deserves nothing less than our absolute best. Same goes for Our Lady. The Memorare to St. Joseph. Remember, O most chaste spouse of the Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto you, my spiritual father, and beg your protection. O foster father of the Redeemer, despise not my petitions, but in your goodness hear and answer me. Amen. Prayer of praise and thanksgiving. All loving God, I praise, glorify, and bless you for all the graces and privileges you have bestowed upon your messenger and servant, St. Raphael. By the merits of your angels, grant me your grace, and through the intercession of your archbishop, excuse me, your archangel, Raphael, help me in all my needs. At the hour of my death, be with me until that time when I can join the angels and saints in heaven to praise you forever and ever. Amen. Most Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, I adore thee profoundly, and I offer thee the most precious body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ, present in all the tabernacles of the world, in reparation for the outrages, sacrileges, and indifference with which he himself is offended. And through the infinite merits of his most sacred heart and of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I beg of thee the conversion of poor sinners. The three Hail Marys in honor of Our Lady's Immaculate Purity. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tua mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in mortis nostrae, Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tua mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in mortis nostrae, Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tua mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in mortis nostrae. Amen. May all the words that I speak be so many arrows dipped in the blood of thy sacred heart, O Jesus, to pierce the hearts of all who hear them with love for thee. Amen. Virgo potens, ora pro nobis. Sancti Yosef, teradimonum, ora pro nobis. Sancta Raphael Archangeli, ora pro nobis, in nomina patris et fili et spiritus sancti. Amen. Thank you very kindly, my friends, for listening to episode 
299 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast in your charity. Please share Our Lady's podcast with everyone you know. Follow us on Twitter. The handle is at Fatima Podcast. And most importantly, pray for the eternal salvation of our bishops. Goodbye and God love you.